Awesome. So we're going to get started with your reading. We're recording. Yes. Um, during the reading, feel free to ask me anything you want. Um, I'm going to be asking you questions throughout, obviously, as well. So uh, just so you know, that's coming up. Okay. Okay. So here below uh, this really dark line, so I call this the horizon. Below horizon are almost all of your planets. Yep. Um, save two. And um, that would lead me to believe, and you let me know if this resonates with you, that you like to do things behind the scenes, like a director or a producer. Does mm -hmm. that? Okay, cool. Um, and again, it's, I think it's a, it's a cool placement um, because it just gives a different worldview. So let's, um, I'm going to go ahead and move into a couple of things, your clarity of purpose, your soul's work. However, your questions are the most important ones. So we can deviate from that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So um, purpose. Uh, we're going to look at your sun, your moon, your mercury, and your rising. So your sun is down here in the second house. You have a lot in the second house. Um, your sun is down here in Virgo. Your moon is up here in 11th house in Gemini. Of course, your rising is right here just inside of Cancer. Um, and let's see. Senior Mercury, it should be like right there. Yeah, it's in the second house in Leo. Okay, so we've got a, a cut of interesting bit of energy. It's interesting to me that you know you have two of the signs in your second house, um, but we get a little bit of Leo, a little bit of Virgo, um, Cancer, and Gemini. Just like it's, I wouldn't normally say this, but it's it's just a point of interest for me that it's kind of like mid-cycle. So if you think about astrology as um, when you're uh, germinating in the womb, right? You start off in Aries and you have these nine months and then where you're kind of dealing with stuff with yourself, mm -hmm. right? Kind of your own thing. And then you're, by the time the nine months is over, you're kind of now dealing more with how you're engaging with the world. Um, and then that starts with Aquarius and then in Pisces, we go into that kind of in between that kind of life review, mm -hmm. kind of otherworldly place. So you're dealing with those, those first things with purpose are dealing with parts of the identity, parts of self being developed. And that to me is really interesting just on its face. Um, so I want to keep that in the, in the, kind of the background of everything else I'm about to say. So we'll just start in with Gemini, which is all about communication. And so um, having your moon there means that you might have a bit of a hard time with communication. There might have been um, where things weren't communicated clearly before, especially when it comes down to things that could be somewhat emotional. So that might be part of what's going on. And again, let me know, is this landing? Is it not landing? Um, be uh, a prize there. And then we're going into 
cancer, which is more of a nurturing kind of energy, um, more family oriented, very deeply psychic. So yeah, the first part of that, not so like I'm not close with family. It's not a priority in my life, but the like psychic mysticism is definitely. Yeah. And that yeah. runs in my family though. So like that's it's cool. a generational thing. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Yeah. And then we're moving into, um, like I said, Leo. And again, that's kind of more, I think of Leo's as very outgoing, very courageous. Mm-hmm. And then we're moving into um, where your son is, which is in Virgo, which can be very um, – they have a very long to-do list, and they will stop their to-do list to go help you with your to-do list. That's just who they are. Um, and so when I'm looking at those and I'm combining them, thinking about that the other trend of it just being part of the generative cycle that happens within the cocoon kind of thing. Um, give me a second. Okay, so that's interesting. Okay, so I'm still getting very much on that piece. So it's just really developmental. So to me, it's I don't know what to do, but my thought is, have you considered doing something that is around transformation or development? Like helping others transform. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's kind of what I do. I'm a Reiki practitioner and I do like channeled readings for people and things and breath work and meditation and kind of that holistic help you figure out how to live and productive life on earth. Do you do a lot around um, wellness? Um, in the sense, like, I mean, if, I don't, I don't know. Everyone has, like, a different definition of what, like, holistic yeah. and wellness means. So, like, if Reiki and, like, breathwork and meditation are considered wellness, then yes. Um, I'm starting to get into, like, herbalism and studying, like, how to make tinctures and whatnot. Um, and that connects to a couple past lives I've had, so... That's cool. Is that what you're is that what you're looking for? Well, not necessarily what I'm looking for. I'm looking at the two places where you have essentially a stellium. So you have it here in the second house, which I want to talk about more. But something when you said we start talking about Reiki and the channeling, and I don't know why my mind went straight to wellness because that doesn't necessarily what I think of as wellness. Yeah. And I'm like, well, it is kind of spiritual wellness, but the reason is because you also have a slave over here in your sixth house, which is the house of wellness. Okay. Right. And so, um, over here you have, um, Capricorns there, which is interesting. So <coughs> I apologize. Probably should drink some water. That leads me to think about the, um, It's, I, I don't, again, I don't, I don't know who, who you're actually working with, but it seems like to me, um, I, when I think of Capricorn, the sixth house, I'm kind of thinking of adrenal fatigue, people who are overworked, 
and needing to um, to repair themselves or have help with being repaired and getting back into balance. Um, and in there, you you have Uranus, you have Neptune, you have your Black Moon Lilith, you have your True North Node, um, which having because it's interesting because you said you know there's a connection with doing the tinctures and um, herbalism with past lives. In your True North Node, say there's a growth edge there. So what like, does that mean? Um, it's a place where you get to stretch in this life. So typically when we're looking at past lives, I would look at what's opposite, which would be cancer, which is your rising, um, and say that's where your comfort is because you have all that information from your past lives, right? So um, nurturing and that kind of thing becomes natural to cancer. So does mysticism, like I said earlier. So if we pull all that, that information in, it would say you could use those qualities to grow into your true north node and to hit the summit so watch that makes sense you can use all those qualities <clears throat> that you're bringing in from your past life if it has been herbalism etc and when you're bringing that into summit your your north node if you end up doing some work around um fatigue around workaholism etc all that could help because then someone could heal the kind of that shadow side of Capricorn and really come and embrace the other side of Capricorn, which is usually um, empire building. Okay. Case, I don't think it is. You've got so many other things in there that I think it's, if it's empire building, it's going to be around like conscious capitalism. This isn't going to be, um, empire in a kind of mundane as, uh, aspect that we understand empires now. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, because um, the other plants are present there. Uh, but yeah, I think it's cool that that's something that you're leaning into with the herbalism and tinctures because I think that's going to be really helpful. Um, just looking at that one. Um, yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, let me, let me pause for a second. What questions do you have? What, have, what do I need to go further into explanation on for? Um, I think, I think I'm good. What does the second house stellium mean? That's where I was going next. So I just like, let okay. me, no, we're, we're cool. We're tracking. So the second house is how you make money. Mm-hmm. So in here we've got a bit of Leo and a whole lot of Virgo. And to me it's it's gonna be around um being seen. Leos love to be seen. Mm-hmm. They also like they like to be adored, but they like to adore others and lift them up. Okay. It's kind of that synergy that they have with Aquarius. Uh, I think really, really hits in that way. Um, the other thing going on there is um, with all that Virgo. Um, 
We've got a lot going on. Um, actually, interestingly enough, I want to back up a second. There's going to be heavier in emphasis on being seen or helping others be seen because it's hard to tell because of how things get drawn out. But your Mercury, your Venus, and your Jupiter are all in that little swath, this little swath of Leo house. Right. So I just kind of want to put that out. Um, so would that, would being seen, um, so, I mean, there's two ways I'm interpreting that phrase to be seen. Part of it is, um, like doing Instagram lives and doing stories where I'm showing my face and talking and doing IGTV where like I'm putting my personality and face out there. Um, which until recently I've been far too terrified to do and I've started doing it and it's been really well received, which has given me more momentum to continue it. But on the Yay! other side of that, yeah. Um, on the other side of that though, I see it as, um, I have this desire to have like notoriety, not in like an egotistical sense, but in a sense that I have accomplished so much in helping people and that I have come so far in my gifts and skills and I have learned to communicate in such a way that people look to me as an authority on the subjects. Um, and I mean, that also requires being seen in the sense that like people think Reiki or energy work or breath work, I'm one of the top 100 people that come to their mind kind of thing. Like, is are both of those like kind of what are encompass like what you intend by that phrase or yeah that's perfect actually um actually my thought was moving more into the leo it's not only just about you being seen it's about helping others be seen as well okay yeah i i do that through a lot of my work exactly as so i bet you do it naturally yeah i love that you're doing instagram lives and all that's so perfect um I'm going to deviate for just a minute, but it's, it's on a good bunny trail. Um, okay. Your 10th house begins in Aries. Aries will be seen. And the 10th house is your personal brand. Right? So, and you're, like I said, starts in Aries. So Aries will be seen. So you will be that person that comes first to mind. Like, just like it's first in the Zodiac, you will be first in mind for people. So, um, I think that's a, that's a really gorgeous placement for your, uh, the beginning of your 10th house. Um, um is there like, I don't know how specific the charts get or like if this is even possible to interpret, but like, what is the best path forward for me to achieve that Aries 10th house being seen thing or by doing what I'm doing with my second house stellium of just literally putting myself out there, writing articles, just, just doing. Let me look at your, um, well, let me get back for a second to your second house. The one right. Communication, which is your third house. Mm -hmm. So we'll kind of, we'll kind of take that route. I bet I didn't. Yep, I didn't. Okay. So I need to pay attention because I didn't set the timer like I told you I was going to. <laughs> okay. Honestly, I need something right here on my, this, this screen. But, okay, let's go back over here to second house. So there's, there's a couple more things I want to say here, probably three. All right, so your son is in Virgo. 
Um, the big thing, you probably already know this, and I, I'm watching you do it, literally, because you're taking notes. Um, you're probably pretty darn organized. And just a bit. <laughs> and one thing I love about Virgo, remember I was saying about the to-do list that's a mile long, but they will go help someone else with their to-do list. <laughs> yes. That is beautiful. That is a beautiful example right there. Just hold up that to-do list. All right. So what's nice about that and that organization is that's something else that people are looking to receive from you. Okay. Right? So to me, in your second house, people are looking for someone who is shining brightly, who can help them shine brightly and help them be organized. Like that's the kind of thing, like the end all be all of what you can sell. So it's organizing their lives, organizing their energy. Do you see what I'm saying? It's not just about the list. It's all sort of internal organization. And that's because of that cancer rising because they see you as mystic like a, a star power mystic because of all the Leo in there, but mystic first. See what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. All right. So I haven't really talked that much about the first house, but, but suffice to say it's how they see you. And like you said, it's hard to get out there and that's because your Chiron's there. Um, but you're doing it. And I'm so thrilled for you because that means you're starting that, that piece of healing within yourself. And as you do it, you're going to be able to help others do that thing. All right. Let's slide over because I'm, I'm just being cognizant of time. Let's slide over to the third house, third house. We've got communication. You've got a bit of Virgo. Just just means you'll be organized in how you communicate with people, which is great. Um, you've got a bit of Libra in there probably a little bit more Libra than Virgo. Libra, I, I don't know about your, and this is going to, probably a little bit in the branding, but when you held up your to-do list, it was beautiful. Like the path that you, that you're writing on the whole nine, you know what I mean? It was just pretty. And Libra being there in the third house means you're going to have things be, beautiful. You're going to be very fair. You're going to give um, both sides of the story, right? Um, if there's more than one way to do things or one, more than one way to pursue a certain end, you're going to share that. You're going to be thorough because Leah is about justice. Uh, sorry, Libra is about justice. Um, I always look at Libra as a hostess with the mostest. She is going to be sure to get desperate parties together that probably in any other circumstance would be at war, but she's there and she's going to bring them together and they're going to break bread and everything's going to be okay. And they're going to learn about one another. And so that's what you're bringing into communication. So it might end up being that you end up uh, speaking um, to people who don't quite get what you're talking about. In such a way they can hear you. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, that's literally my life work. I live in a 
no, I live in a small town in the Midwest right now, and I grew up in Los Angeles, and nobody knows what Reiki is here. Nobody knows what channeling is here. They think what I do is the devil's work, and so I'm out here educating people instead of like getting, and I get clients after I educate them, but my primary job right now is literally an education campaign to show that this can work with religion if it so behooves you, so yeah. That's, yeah, that's yeah I mean that's 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 there. I mean that okay. your Mars is lying there too. It's at zero degrees <laughs> So it's like that push and that passion. As long as you remain passionate, you're gonna communicate in a way that they can begin to hear you. Okay. Going on. So that's that is part of it. So moving that on over to the tenth house, um where it's mostly, where it begins in Aries, and like I said, Aries is first, Aries wants to be seen, and the, the world revolves around Aries, right? Um, what I do love, Aries typically says things, um, and doesn't care exactly how they come across, but because that Libra is in the third house, I think you're able to soften things so that people can hear you. You know, you're very, very passionate about it. But that's the one thing about having um, Aries in the 10th house is it's very commanding. Yeah. Right? It's a very strong presence. So I think it's, it's, a, it's a good one. So if you're out there, and I, I do, I guess I see you speaking. I mean, you can write, I mean, anything is, is speech, images are speech. But I, I literally see you speaking video that kind of thing, because, um, I'm much better with, like, words, be it written or spoken, primarily written, um, I visualize things in words much better than I do pictures. Well, you could write, I mean, like, I'm not saying don't write, but I'm just saying what I, what I'm saying. The speaking aspect. Yeah, it's a different way of speech. Um, Taurus is also in the 10th house. So again, that, that luxury kind of pretty component comes into your personal brand too. Um, just remember that both Taurus and Libra are ruled by Venus. So it's kind of that sweet, sweet's probably the wrong word for Venus. Hold on. But, um, Venus is very bountiful, right? So I, I think that's where the love in the is in the um, that you're very fruitful. So that that's a, there's a there's a lot, and that rather than I think normally I would say it's the five-star hotel and the this and it's that it's like that's not the luxe component i'm getting the luxe is that there's overflow it's a different, okay. you know what i'm saying it's a different kind of luxury still oh. and everything but it's overflow where in comfort normally i associate comfort with cancer but <laughs> can your rising's cancer but it's like overflow comfort that part of it so, um, what other questions do you have? Um, I think that's kind of it. Like, 
So, I mean, combining these aspects is kind of how I would, uh, like, my path forward to monetize things and yeah, I would like money making. What, um, I guess, is there any guidance around money in this? Yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> it's that I can go into right now, but I'm going to like be really quick. Look to knowing your audience. So it doesn't necessarily the people there in town, but knowing your audience. Your audience is going to be cancer. So, and not that they're going to have a sun sign in cancer or a rising in cancer, just that okay. those qualities. Um, they might have a smidge of Gemini. So this is all coming from your 12th house. And then how they see you, and I, I mentioned this very early before, they see you as a cancer with a lot of light. So that's why I said like, um, I think I said something like a star mystic or something like that. They see you with a lot of light and that's what they want. So if you're thinking about what kind of product would people want from me, it's going to be what they see in you that they believe they can't have for themselves or they don't know how to get for themselves. Okay. Want to be seen. They want to either be a part of or develop within them that kind of intuition, closer connection with the divine, that kind of thing. Yeah, that's kind of already what I do. Mm-hmm. And then moving into the second house, how you're making money with that. Or what I would say is, I kind of talked to you about how you are making the money is having programs that are around what we just said and having it organized in such a way they can execute on it because you're organizing them. And I, I, I see, I would have never said organizing someone spiritually, but I said that to you, <laughs> you know, like it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how you make money. And like you said, that's how you already are making money. You can bring in, like I said, this whole wellness aspect. If you're, you know, which you're already kind of heading into anyway, there's a lot of, um, what I would call, um, let me see. I'm looking at your fifth house. Fifth house is creativity, normally ruled by Leo, but I always think about it as a house of entrepreneurship. And you've got um, Sagittarius in there, which is the philosopher. So something tells me with all this fire at these places, you know, 10th house, um, part of your first house, and over here at the fifth, that you're going to end up with some kind of philosophy going forward. Um, that's going to catapult you. I don't know if that's happening right now. If you're actually doing a lot of writing um, or teaching, you are teaching. Um, one I'm teaching. Yeah, I'm teaching, and but I, I do a lot of writing by way of channeled messages. Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of having that there makes me think you're going to be, um, and this is because your vertex is there, 
right? It's making me think you're going to end up doing something. It's almost beyond the philosophical, right? You're, you're like going so deep, you're extracting big truths. Okay. Bringing them forward, which is, you're channeling. That makes sense. Um, Normally, I think I tell people you need to always put things in context and give them very uh, rounded specifics, et cetera, et cetera. But not for me. No, it's just the big truths. Okay. And people will be able to find their own grounding. And I think maybe the reason is looking at Scorpio and you have Pluto there. To me, you know, Scorpio does so much research and goes down so deep and it's odd that, um, that's not odd, but it's in the fourth house, which is typically around family. But in my case, I always look at it as the community. The community you choose to have around yourself, like your found family. Well, I like to call it found family community so I think those folks with Pluto there that I think that the Pluto there is just kind of growing me for a second Hold on. okay there's a lot of things you can do um, first and foremost, I would say, write, do the research, tell the big truths, and then come back to this found family. They will find you, actually, and then you can choose to accept them or not. It's really interesting. All right. Um, one sec. 